something that we ought to claim every day of our life. I am blessed and highly favored, praise the Lord. The devil might get mad about some things, but ain't too much he can do about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ain't too much he can do about it. Praise the Lord. I thank God for that. We are... uh, uh, we got a new study uh, tonight, and we uh, finished up what we were talking about um, last week. We finished that up. We was on that for several weeks. And um, as I was thinking about on those lines, I have been talking so much about the devil and, and describing him, uh, I think I need to give... Uh, Jesus a little time, hallelujah, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna forget about old Slewfoot, and we're gonna talk about Jesus for a little bit, hallelujah, amen. I'd uh, I'd rather talk about Jesus than anybody. What what about you, hallelujah? And uh, I have got some handouts for you uh, this evening. Uh, this is gonna cover uh uh the lesson I'm, it's everything that I've got down for tonight hopefully we can get this covered uh and uh, what we're going to be uh uh discussing beginning tonight tonight we will lay the foundation and we will get into it a little bit later but uh I begin to think a lot and it's been a long time but uh, thinking about the I am statements of Jesus uh, the I am statements of Jesus, uh, and um, you just put put that picture up on the screen uh, and uh, leave it there. Who Jesus is, Amen. Now we've been talking about who the devil is, Amen, and what he does, but we're going to talk a little bit about who Jesus is. The seven I am sayings of Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, and as we as we get started in the lesson, like, you, like I said, you've got you've got this lesson uh, handed here to you tonight. It's just a uh, a foundation. Thank you, sir. Uh, and uh, we will actually get into each of those statements, Lord willing, beginning next week. This coming Sunday, by the way, I mentioned again is Mother's Day, and. Uh, <coughs> uh, Looking forward uh, to that, uh, and uh, it's, uh, that is, you know, a holiday, and we know a lot of people will be um, uh, going to visit their moms and everything like that, so there will not be a uh, Sunday evening service this Sunday. Uh, we don't have one um, on any holiday like that, and uh, so there will not be a Sunday evening service. So um, I hope that you can be here on, on Sunday morning. And uh, it's, it will be here before you know it, but our uh, homecoming uh, is coming up in June. It um, will be the 11th of June. That will be our homecoming service. That will be, it will be year 69, 69 years. Uh, that God has um, uh, uh, blessed since uh, our founder, uh, uh, Elder S. L. Hale, uh, uh, founded the church, and uh, with a uh, handful of people over uh, in, in in the North Nashville area, 
and uh, we're just thankful, amen, for what God has done. But more importantly, I'm, I'm thankful for what he's going to continue to do. Amen. And so uh, just wanted to give you a heads up on that because I know we're in that time of year. People are planning uh, vacation trips and stuff. We've already had some that's gone on some. And um, hopefully that uh, maybe uh, uh, if you plan on something coming up in the month of June, maybe work around that because we'd like uh, as many as our home folks here as, as possibly can. And as you know, we always try to... Uh, to contact uh, people that uh, that used to come to come and join us in our celebration on that day, <coughs> be a great time. If we're really serious about the names in that jar right there, great opportunity to uh, to try to contact some of the folks in in there. These these people right here are people who uh, have backslid, gotten cold on God, don't go to church anywhere, uh, and so. Uh, it would be a great time to uh, try to reach out to them. So <clears throat> now let's get started in our lesson tonight. The I Am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John give us a revealing insight of not only who he is, but also the nature of his relationship to those who trust and follow him. Uh, these statements. Uh, I am statements are are found exclusively in uh, the Gospel of John, uh, and um, some would would want to argue, but uh, I think this, there's sufficient scripture uh, to let us know that John uh, was closer to Jesus than any other disciple, uh, and. Uh, he uh, he was he was very close to the Lord, and his his gospel is, stands out and gives us a little bit more detail about who Jesus is. And uh, these uh, seven I am statements uh, uh, he recorded, and uh, it uh, it reveals to us as as we study these uh, uh, I am statements uh, will give us a revelation of who he is but also the nature of his relationship to those who trust and follow him. Now, in our study, we will also understand that it was the proclamation of these claims by the Lord which put him at odds with the religious elite of his day, eventually leading to his charge of blasphemy and subsequent, subsequent crucifixion. Um, these statements that Christ said, "I am," and we're gonna we're gonna see what it meant by that and what Jesus meant by that. And these these seven statements uh, is basically what got the uh, religious elite so upset with the Lord and got the, despising them so much which brought about the charge of blasphemy and then his crucifixion. Um, so, uh, like I said, we're going to lay this foundation. Uh, the mighty God of the universe called himself I Am. Amen. 
and we got we got to go back to that to fully understand all uh, the uh, implications about Jesus making and using these statements. It was the mighty God of the universe called himself I am. We go back to Exodus, the third chapter, and the 13th and the 14th verse, and um, we, we get an insight on this. And this is what uh, it reads, and it's there on your handout, or you can turn in your Bible over what you prefer to do. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Now, we got to realize that there was only 70 souls that originally went down into Egypt. That was the total number of Israelites. That's all it was. It was just a, a really just a tribe. And during that 430 years that they spent in Egypt, those seven that tribe of 70 souls turned into a nation of several million. Hallelujah. And so the majority uh, knew nothing about any kind of relationship with one true God. They were living and brought up in Egypt, and Egypt had many gods. They had many gods. Uh, and uh, they uh, got gods for this and gods for that. So when, when Moses came in contact with the Lord God and said, I want you to go down into Egypt to set my people free, uh, then here, so here comes Moses. He says, well, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they sh shall say to me, what is his name? They've heard the names of all the other gods of Egypt. What is this God's name, the God of our fathers? And this is what God told Moses. He said, I am that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. Now, you can spend hours and days with, uh, Hebrew dictionaries, commentaries from various uh, theologians and scholars, and uh, they break this down uh, in so many ways. It's amazing uh, trying to explain the, uh, the meaning of what God meant when he told Moses, I am that I am. Uh, 
God's reply to Moses simply meant, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going into uh, 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 a whole lot of theological detail, but it simply meant, I am who I am, who I have been, and who I will be or will forever be. Now, just look at that. God said, you tell the people that I am who I am, who I have been, and who I will forever be, the self-existent one. It's linked to the, I've, I've got to say this in one term, and I didn't have it wrote down here. I uh, started once too, then I didn't because I, I, I don't want to get real, real technical, but uh, it's linked to the Hebrew word Yahweh, and it is called the Tetragrammaton. Is what it's called. Uh, in the Hebrew, the name of God just has four letters: J H V H. Later on, when the translators translated uh, the Bible, they added vowels into the consonant, and they came up with the, the name Jehovah. I like to blow the Jehovah Witness mind one time when I told him, I said, well, do you know that Jehovah uh, is a uh, made-up word? <laughs> what? I said, in the original the Jews thought that the common man shouldn't even pronounce the name of God. They thought it was too holy to pronounce. And when you read your Bible, now, I, I, some of the newer translations has it, and I don't know how many does and how many don't, but now when we talk about the authorized version, the King James Version, uh, in the scriptures, every time you see the name Lord spelled in all capital letters, in the original, it's four, it, it was four letters, J-H-V-H, talking about Jehovah God. And this is linked to this I am here. And God told Moses I, uh, that uh, I am who... Who, who I am, who I have been. Now, now, as as you look at that, I want you, and, and I've got some scriptures we're going to read, and I want to show you how all this ties together, how how it's linked together. He says, "I am who I am, who I have been, who I will be forever." The self-existent one, Isaiah forty-one and four. Look at that. Who hath wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord. Notice that all capital uh, letters there. I, the Lord. I, Jehovah, or Yahweh, either, way you, either one you want to pronounce. The first 
and with the last, I am He. I am who I am. I am what I have been, what I am now, and what I always will be. Hallelujah. Let's just stay in Isaiah for a little bit. 40, Isaiah 44 and 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, I am the last. Beside me there is no God. Wow. I am the first, I am the last. It's, uh, it's translated a little different here. But I hope that you can see the connection to the I am that I am that he first originally spoke to Moses. Now then Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 12. Hearken unto me, O Jacob, and Israel my called. I am he. I am the first. I also am the last. Glory. Hallelujah. Now, there, there's another scripture in, in the New Testament spoke by Jesus that automatically just right out in front of me that I that uh, uh, with this passage of scripture. He said, "Hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called, I am He." Brother Kyle, Jesus told the Pharisees in His day. If you don't believe that I am he, what did he say was going to happen to him? Anybody know? He said, if you, if you fail to believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Amen. And that was a direct reference to this Old Testament scripture. Now, here before I go on any further, here's something we got to consider. Um, everybody, a lot of a lot of people. I won't say everybody, but a lot of people today. And I have I have discussed with a lot of people. I've I've, I've read some uh, some statements uh, from some. And uh, day, uh, I have been told, uh, and I mentioned Jehovah Witness a while ago. I'll just stick on that line right there. Uh, I have had more than one tell me, says nowhere uh, in in the Gospels or in the Bible do you will you find that Jesus ever claimed to be God. You're looking over, over a whole lot of stuff. He was more than just a man. We got a magazine in the mail just uh, last week, and uh, a religious uh, uh, magazine. And I started look, look, looking through it, and it looked like it had some good articles in it, so I began to read some of it. And until I got to the point where it says now, now Jesus, 
was just a prophet. Oh, but he was the best prophet God ever had. He was a whole lot more than a prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. And he does, and, and he did, time and time again, put out the claim that he was more than man, that in fact he was. He was God and he was man. He had dual nature. And Isaiah 48, 12 uh, when when Jehovah here was talking uh, to the Israelites, he said, I am he, I am the first, I'm also the last. And Jesus directly, and I wish I had put that scripture in here, but you, it will be easy for you to look up. Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, he said if you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Um, Revelation, let's go to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8. Now, the Lord appeared unto John on the Isle of Patmos, and uh, uh, we, know, we don't know the exact uh, date, but uh, uh, most, most scholars will agree that that took place somewhere around uh, 92 to 96 A.D. Uh, John was uh, well on up in years. Uh, he was uh, he was the last living uh, apostle. Uh, one of the twelve. All the rest of them uh, had uh, had been killed for the name of the Lord. Uh, John, being the only one who died a natural death. Uh, and when the Lord appeared to him, this is what he told him. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So each one of these are linked, when you pull out the Hebrew, uh, are linked back to that statement that Jesus, uh, excuse me, that God told and spoke to Moses, I am that I am. I am who I am, who, I, who I have been, and who will I, I will forever be. He is the self-existent one. God exists totally upon himself. He don't need nobody else to exist. He don't need anyone else. Hallelujah. Now, every one of us, there's, there's others and other situations that we have to depend upon to exist and live, but not God, not God. Let's go to the back of the page. The one thing which made the religious elite so furious was in the fact uh, uh, that Jesus made the same claim as Jehovah God had made, 
which they understood when Jesus made these statements that I am, they knew exactly what he was referring to. Each time he made a statement that I am this or I am that, that phrase, I am, that one phrase right there linked him and stood him out as it from every other being. Hallelujah. Hey, this right here, we're, we're in the presence of, of more than just a prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, this I am, uh, they understood it. They understood what Jesus meant. He claimed to be God every time he used the statement, I am. Now look at John chapter 8, verses 57 and 59. Uh, I've, I've always have found this intriguing right here. Then the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? You got to go back into that chapter and, uh, and see the comments that was made and what Jesus said. And as he was talking to the religious people, they said, well, you're not, you're not 50 years old. I mean, you know, um, you know he, we know he started his ministry at age 30. And uh, he uh, uh, lived to be 33 and a half years old on this earth. Uh, and they said, you're not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. That's the same voice that come out of the burning bush, my friend. The very same voice. I am. Then, and, and what happened when he made that statement? Then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them and so passed by. Somebody said, why in the world did Jesus do that was he scared no he wasn't scared but it wasn't his time it wasn't his time there were several instances that they tried to kill him long before Calvary if you recall when he went back to his own hometown Nazareth and he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath, Sabbath day and the rabbi asked him did he have anything to say and he gets up and he opens up the scroll uh, and, uh, and read from the Old Testament prophet, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Remember that? And he read uh, on down, uh, down there. And uh, then he, see, he, 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 did, he did that in such a way he didn't talk like the rabbis who talked from the scrolls. The Bible says never a man spake like this man. When he, when he spoke, there was authority in his voice. Amen. He laid it down, he went back, and he sat down. 
And as the Bible said, all eyes, all eyes was on him, he spoke. This day, these scriptures are fulfilled in your ears. Some scholars, let me throw this out to you, and I I won't not, don't say don't don't say that I have uh, told you this matter of factly, but I do know this by studying history that all the Jewish synagogues back in that day especially, had one seat in it that nobody ever sat in. Nobody would sit in that seat. It was reserved for the Messiah, the day the Messiah come. And I have read some commentaries and some scholars, Brother Kyle, said that when Jesus read from those scriptures that he went and he sat in that seat. Now, that's what, that's what some commentaries say, some scholars say. I don't know because the Bible don't say. I just know the Bible says he went back, uh, he went back to his seat, he sat down. And then he said, this day has the, these scriptures been fulfilled. They got so mad at him that they took him out. Nazareth sat on a hillside, and they tried to throw him off the edge of the hill. So there were several times that they took issue with the Lord and it was because of his claims, of who he claimed he is. I'm going to give you one more scripture and uh, for tonight and then Lord willing next, next Wednesday night we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna cover each one of these seven uh, I am statements of the Lord. But John 10, 31 and 33. Then the Jews, and here this was a, a, another time, another instant. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do, uh, do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself God. That's why he was, uh, that's why he was finally crucified. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't take it. They wouldn't accept. Amen. Uh, and uh, some powerful, some powerful things. So uh, I'll will leave you tonight with saying that um, he was more than a man. As the scripture said, uh, the mighty God in Christ. Hallelujah. And. Uh, you can see, you can see the the double, the dual natures in him. I love I love to teach about, the, uh, and this is this is a different lesson, but 
I love to teach about the dual natures. Uh, everybody knows the story of Lazarus. And when Jesus was going to uh, uh, there after he, he had heard about Lazarus being sick, and then he waited until they uh, uh, he knew that he uh, had died. And uh, when different ones began to come to him, they began to say, well, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus got there and he saw everybody and all that going on, as a man, Jesus cried. As a man, he wept. But then when he got to the place that laid him, he told them to roll the stone away. And at that point in time, it wasn't the man, Brother Kyle, but it was God in him who cried, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Anybody got any questions or comments about what we have covered tonight? <clears throat>